This is an ABC podcast. I know it sounds old-fashioned, but in our culture, there's a presumption that women want to become mothers. And if you're a childless woman, it's because you haven't met the right person or you can't have children or there's something wrong with you. But what if you just choose not to have kids? I never, never felt maternal. I'm a big animal lover. Like, show me a puppy, I'll be pretty excited. Show me a baby and I'm fairly blasé about the whole thing. From the time we're little girls, it's drilled into us to want kids. We're expected to play mummies and daddies. We're bought those lifelike baby dolls, you know, the really weird nude ones, which you're meant to feed and bath and cuddle and push around in little tiny prams. Then as we get older, our perceived success in life is often measured by whether or not we're married, own a home and have children. So if you're child-free by choice, there can be not just judgment, but a very pure and wholehearted disbelief. It kind of sprang from going to a series of baby showers and running into people who know me and know that I don't want kids and still assume that I hate kids. So I sort of got the, why are you at your friend's baby shower? You don't even like kids. I'm like, I don't like kids. Could need a whole one, but, you know. (laughs) I'm Yumi Steins. Ladies, we need to talk about being child-free by choice. Women are far more economically and socially empowered now than we ever have been. And that's changing our decision to have children. The Australian Bureau of Statistics says that sometime in the next decade, the number of couples without children will actually overtake the number of couples with them. So that means more women are choosing not to have kids, but society hasn't really caught up. Even though we like to think that we've come a long way since the 1950s, there's still a huge social expectation that a woman will have a child. Society views women who make the choice not to have children as selfish, shallow and immature. There's this kind of cultural ideal that's fairly cross-cultural that you're supposed to want to nurture and care for. And so when you say, I don't want to do that, It's like you're not a real woman or not a grown-up woman. Dr Zoe Krupkes, a psychotherapist and lecturer at the Cairn Miller Institute, a not-for-profit health organisation in Melbourne. Zoe does have a child. In her work, she's tried to make sense of all the research into why women choose not to have children. This is how she defines child-free by choice. It really means that a woman has made a conscious decision that she doesn't want to have her own children. It doesn't mean she doesn't want to co-parent or step-parent or help her friends out with their kids or be an auntie, but she's made a conscious decision that's not based on infertility or chance or circumstances beyond her control, but she's made a conscious decision not to have children. More and more women are choosing not to have children. What does the research say about why that is? It's amazing, really. You would think that it was about the terrible deal it can be when you have kids, but it's mostly for a lot of women about 
what the ideal of motherhood is like, what the standard is like, the perfectionism around mothering, and all of that kind of perfect mother ideal that a lot of those women are going, you know, I'm not interested. It's not the fact that it's expensive. Or no, that it, that, do you think it would be? Or that it ruins your body and, you you know, your <laughs> exactly. pelvic. It's about this idea of perfectionism and self-sacrifice. Yeah, that it's this really the high ideal and the huge expectations. And I think you can understand that if you are a mother because you have an idea about what that perfectionism actually feels like. Here's the thing. The female identity is so interwoven with the idea of motherhood. Does some of the stigma come from people not being able to separate those two things? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not being able to separate woman and mother. Not being able to see as well that there are difficult choices on both sides of that fence. That it's hard to be a mother, that it's hard to have children, that it's hard not to have children. And that this is all part of the picture of the choices or lack of choice around being a woman. It's hard. You know, women are always pitted against each other. So that's part of it too. Okay, so I imagine that it affects women who are in their childbearing years a lot. But what about beyond that? Oh, God, it's terrible. I wish it wasn't terrible, but it goes on because then you've got to, you've got to be at the age where people expect you to be a grandparent. And, you know, women I know in their 60s or 70s that haven't had children say it's sometimes it's, it's the first thing people ask you just like they used to in their 30s. When are you having kids? Now it's like, tell me about your grandchildren. I don't have any. End of conversation. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> I want you to meet Jess Saras. She's 32, an actor anyhow, from Sydney. Children, so Tori Shepard's in her early 40s and she's written a book called uh, On Freedom that's all about her decision not to have kids. And Caroline Epscamp is 48 and she works in a hospital in Sale in regional Victoria. All of these women are child-free by choice. And I've got to say, they know a thing or two about how society treats child-free women. There is that assumption that you don't like children because you're choosing not to have them. You get questioned a lot. I felt like I spent from my mid-20s to probably 40, that magical age of 40, then, then you're out of the picture of having to justify. People were quite curious about it. But if we turned around, my husband and I, I remember my husband once posed a question to a friend when he, they said to us, oh, why don't you have kids? And my husband, Anthony, said, well, why do you have kids? And there was just a room full of silence. <laughs> <laughs> really? They didn't have an answer. They didn't have an answer. Well, isn't the worst answer often when someone goes, oh, so they can look after me when I'm older? It's like, oh, seriously, that's yeah. why you did this? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hire so, someone with all the money you saved by not having a kid. <laughs> so there's this assumption, I think, that you're selfish because you've chosen not to have children. And there is something in that because if you're having kids, you need to give them everything, I think. But then... If you're having a kid just so they look after you when you're older, that's pretty selfish. And there's no guarantee that kid's going to even like you, let alone look after you. Totally. (laughs) Jess, do people assume that when you say, I'm not going to have kids, do they assume you hate children? Um, It's a bit mixed, to be honest. I actually don't like children. (laughs) I find it really (laughs) difficult to be around them. It's not like, yeah, it's um, some people that are close to me are aware of that. I don't think I've personally experienced people assuming that I don't like children if they don't know me. 
the response is always you'll change your mind eventually. Yeah. Let's talk about that then. Mm. That's such a common refrain for people who have chosen a child-free life, isn't it? Yep. I mean, I've started saying to cab drivers, no, mate, my ovaries are done. (laughs) I'm not going to change my mind. And how dare you suggest that I've made the wrong decisions by implying that I'll come to the right one eventually. It's funny, isn't it? So, Tori, you're in your 40s. You very Mm -hmm. consciously decided not to have kids. Mm -hmm. Has it always felt like that? It's always felt like I didn't want kids. I've talked to high school friends about it who are like, yeah, you were always that one who was never going to have kids. And then, you know, I went through, I guess, a semi-traditional pathway. I fell in love. I moved in with a guy. I got married. I thought it was all clear that we weren't going to reproduce. And things kind of shifted and it got to a point where I thought, you know what, everyone will just be so happy if I just give it a bell. Why don't we just try? Because everyone tells me I'll be so happy if it happens. (laughs) And so we tried that for a while and the feeling I got every time I got my period, I've never been so freaking happy with that little bastard in my life. And that (laughs) made me realise that, yeah, you know what, doing this to keep everyone happy is probably not the correct path for you. Really? So you... you Left the marriage for that reason? Well, so then I had that discussion with my now ex. The word deal breaker was was bandied around. It's never as simple as, you know, that that was it. But yeah, that was that was the deal breaker in my marriage in the end. Caroline, I'm interested in your story. You're in your late forties. You've been yeah. married for twenty-two years. Yeah. Why yeah. did you decide not to have kids? Well, I never never felt maternal and my husband He had no strong opinion either way. So he sort of said to me, if you really want children, I'm happy to. But he said, I'm also really happy not to. So we chose not to. And we discussed that before we were married. So it was, that was the decision we made. And I think as the older we got, the more he was definitely, I think there was a bit of him that thinks, God, oh God, I hope she doesn't change her mind. Because, (laughs) Because, yeah, he, he likes to travel a lot. He skis a lot. We both travel a lot. You do have to give some stuff up when you have children. Like your life has to change. Those that say, I'm going to have kids and my life's not going to change. They're delusional because they have to change. Otherwise don't you know, you're going to drive yourself mad if you're going to try and keep it exactly the same. And we've always been really happy with our marriage and our partnership and the life that we've sort of, the life that we lead. The freedom to choose motherhood is a relatively new concept. Obviously, a big part of that is because we have better options for contraception. The pill became available to women 60 years ago, and it was totally momentous. For one thing, it led to more women in the workforce and, for the first time, gave us real control over how many kids we had. We know in developed countries, where birth control is readily available, women are choosing to have fewer children. And more women are choosing to have none at all. But how free is your freedom to choose if everyone just keeps expecting you to eventually choose babies? We talked to lots of women about not having kids, and while many of them are really confident in their decision, they all talked about feeling socially excluded. I'm 49 years old. I don't have children. I I think I would love it if people didn't see it as something that you lack but rather than something that you have, you don't lack children, you have a different existence that does not have children in it, but it has a lot lot 
of other things in it. So seeing it as something that embraces other things rather than not having something. <laughs> I'm 51 now. Most people think I should be a grandmother, let alone a mother. You, you get, just get this sort of silence and this blank look as if you've done something wrong or you haven't done what people expect of you. Like women your own age don't seem to know how to talk to you anymore unless they're in the same boat because all they seem to talk about are their children or their grandchildren and you're like, yeah, that's nice, can we talk about something else now? Society seems to think of you as a waste of space, to be totally honest. Like you haven't fulfilled this, this particular obligation no matter what else you've done because you haven't had children, you just don't count anymore. I never had many friends to start with, but once they started having children, it was like they just dropped off the planet altogether. It's like being ghosted constantly. There are so many reasons why someone chooses not to become a parent. For Gemma, it's about her mental health. It feels like the right decision to make, but it also feels like a really, really difficult one. Gemma's 40, she's a writer from Melbourne and lives with major depression. The main reason I'm child-free by choice is my fear that my postnatal depression will be so debilitating that I would not be able to bond with my child. It doesn't sound like the right way to start having a child, really. And I'd be concerned for the rest of my life about not being able to look after my child because my mental health issues would be ongoing. As a queer person, the decision to be childless also considers things like, I don't know if I would have a female partner. It would be more difficult to have children. Um, and also I feel like I the decision to remain childless, if I had a male partner, I'd have a lot more family pressure and expectation because the insinuation would be that it's biologically easier to get pregnant. And yet I'm choosing to remain childless. The decision is not black and white for Gemma. It comes with huge consequences. Go one way and you're pushing prams, changing nappies and sending your kid off to school. Go the other way and you're living this unencumbered life where you can go out any night of the week or lock the house and just catch a plane. Or my personal favourite, which is you quit your job and just stare at the horizon for a year. Gemma still agonises over her decision. Yeah, I definitely do get pangs. It's not one of those clear-cut decisions where I go, oh yes, okay, I'm not having children and that's that. Sometimes the um, the pull and the sadness of knowing that I'm not going to be able to experience that does actually happen. A lot of child-free women tell us that right after they tell someone they don't want kids, the reply often is, oh, you'll regret it when you're older. But that's not necessarily true. Now, some of this research is a bit complicated because a lot of studies don't delineate between women who choose not to have kids and women who just don't have kids. But 10 years ago, a study of 5,000 people in Norway found that having kids doesn't actually make you happier. And it debunked the idea that older people without kids are miserable. They found that parenthood is less beneficial to your well-being than we often think. And I'm a living example of that. <laughs> Just look through my bedroom window. <laughs> Dr Zoe, the psychotherapist, says lots of women don't have regrets. You know, these aren't easy choices. 
you can't make them perfectly. We all do the best that we can in terms of the choices that we're able to make. But absolutely, there will be some who regret. But there isn't really a significant amount when you're looking at women who've made that active choice, which is really interesting. Zoe, not having kids can be seen as selfish, and I guess that's a very loaded word, but the idea is that you're preferencing your life over rearing another life. Is selfish in that term or in that way, is it that bad? You mean are they really selfish? Well, yeah. Or is it that bad to be selfish? Is it that bad to be selfish in that way? Well, no. I mean, there really is no evidence that you are more selfless as a parent, you know, none whatsoever. And, you know, if we think about it just in terms of having children, that ideal is, you know, that goes with the same pressure that you would get to be completely selfless as a parent. You know, it's really loaded. Also, we've got no idea what other areas those women are giving themselves to. What other selfless behaviors in their careers or their personal life or their community life are part of their world? So, you know, it's, it's completely arbitrary. Is it also the idea that women who choose not to have kids don't have empathy? That, to me, I find really fascinating because I think I never knew the worst sides of myself until I had a child. And somehow the expectation is I'm supposed to be more empathic. Absolutely, the idea is that if you say, I don't want to care for a child in that way, that somehow you're kind of barren of feelings and barren of understanding, which is, you know, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Do you think the tide is shifting in how we feel about women who choose not to have kids? It's shifting in some places. Like the really interesting thing is that the greater the gender balance, the less racism there is in a society, the more egalitarian it is, the easier it is to make choices in general. So there does seem to be some shift, although I'm not feeling it here or seeing it here, but in some parts of the world it does appear to be moving, but it goes with It really goes primarily with gender equality and gender balance. You know, another thing that comes up is the idea of heredity or leaving behind a legacy. So you'll be dead. We'll all be dead. Yeah. (laughs) But our children may live on and leave something of us behind. Is is there something about women just happily cutting that off, cutting off that, that bloodline that freaks people out? I think it does because that's a big kind of existential thing that people do. You know, it's sort of a fantasy, really. I'm going to live on because my kids will remember me and their kids will remember me. And really, that's not going to matter to you because you'll be dead. (laughs) Yeah, it does freak people out because I think it sort of kicks them in the existential guts when a woman says, well, actually, I think I'm just going to die and it's not going to (laughs) matter. Oh, my God. I'm staring into the abyss now. This is not what I signed up for. People think that having kids and being a parent is a wonderful and selfless act, but it could also be seen as completely selfish. Here you are creating something in your own image who ideally will love the shit out of you and take care of you when you start wearing white slacks and break your hip one day. 
And what about the environment? Having kids is one of the most environmentally irresponsible decisions that you can make. I'm really sorry, but it's true. Even their farts alone are enough to warm the planet by three degrees. No, that bit's not true, but wow, what an image. But if we all stop breeding, that could mean the end of the human race. And that might be not the worst thing in the world, but possibly a little bit sad. I asked our three women whether the environment played into their decision. This is Jess, the 32-year-old's take. It really worries me what kind of world, if I do have a child, am I going to raise it in and what problems are we passing on to them that they had no control over? It's really tough and it's even harder, you know, to hear my parents and other older family members that are like, well, I'll be gone, it's not my problem. It's like, well... (laughs) If I have your grandchildren, like, it's their problem. Mm. How is it not your problem now? In your experience, Caroline, you're seeing climate change up close. Oh, at the moment, down here, absolutely. We're in one of the worst droughts we've seen down here, you know, for years and years, I think, ever. And you've only got to look around at everyone struggling and the farming community struggling that you can't ignore it. It's in your face. Okay, I want to talk about this idea of womanhood, Tori, I think I'll start with you. You're Mm. confident in your choice. You've written a book about it, but you do have this, there's this sort of umbrella of guilt about not being a proper woman. Can you explain that? Yeah, well, this is like, you know, the the simmering rhetoric from so many corners of the globe. We've heard it from world leaders. Uh, You know, it was Turkish president who said, you know, you are are half a person. The Pope says you're selfish. And then, you know, closer to home, we heard what happened to Prime Minister Julia Gillard. You know, Bill Heffernan called her deliberately barren and people said she couldn't understand how families worked because she didn't have children (laughs) of her own, which, you know, all of it's out of tosh, but it does kind of bang away in the background. So I don't know how much other women feel like, oh, I guess I'd, better because that's, you know, you're not really, you know, if you don't use your womb, you're not really Mm. a woman. It's just the next step you do. You get married, you have kids. Tick those boxes, yeah. Yeah. And I think as much as you can consciously reject those assumptions, it's really hard to be sure that none of it's squirming its way into the backdrop of your mind. Oh, for sure. Mm. Jess, you've always been sort of strongly anti-child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you sort of ever get people pushing back on that or digging into why, the whys and making you feel guilty? To be honest, not so much. I mean, one sort of time I felt guilty was my dad who, when I said that, you know, I'm not going to have kids, he was like, oh, so I'm never going to be a grandfather. And that kind of hit me more than I expected. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, okay. And to kind of see that and see him sort of being a little bit sad, that was probably the one time. And then usually it's just people that annoy me because, they're, you know, they're just like, you, ha- you have to settle down one day. And I'm like, but why do I have to actually? Explain to me why I have to. I don't want to right now. Totally happy being by myself. Isn't it funny how it's the people who don't know you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so presumptuous. Yeah. You yeah. know nothing about my life. And I always think every time someone who doesn't know me says, oh, why aren't you having, oh, you're wasting your blah, 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 whatever, I think, 
you don't know that I haven't just had 20 miscarriages in a row. Mm. Like, how dare you? Mm. I find it's mostly you, you'll meet someone, say, in a work environment or a new environment and they just they assume you have kids and I'll get asked, oh, so how old are your kids? <laughs> and I just say, I don't have any. And there's this stunned silence. Oh, um, oh, oh, so that's how you get to go on holidays. <laughs> they don't ask guys that stuff, do they? Mm-mm. No. No, I don't no, think my husband. No, that's not the small chat they get. No, I don't think my husband has the same conversations that I've had over the years. I think men don't think about it as much. It's drummed into women, oh, you know, you're going to fall off the fertility cliff. You've got to think about kids. You've got to think about kids. Mm. But guys get away for a lot longer not thinking about it. Oh, well, I was just going to quote you right now, actually. This is from your book. Childless women are barren spinsters. Childless men are roguish, independent and still eligible. They're bloody Mick Jagger, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bunch of kids, but yes. Yeah, exactly. So you know, that, That's how it's seen and guys don't have this constant worry from the time, you know, that's put on them by the outside world about when then, when and how many and when they're going to start. And Well, yeah. at the end of the day, it's not really their responsibility to have them. No. Mm. Exactly. Although, you know, we'd all like for them to be more responsible once it happens. How do you think society could treat you better? What I'm going to say is true not just for the child free but for every woman is just remove the notion of motherhood as being key to being woman. Take the Mm. stigma out of it. You know, there's a lot we can talk about in terms of (laughs) child-free women don't have a figure big in budget speeches. In fact, single people in general don't. But for me it's more around changing the conversation. We all know how men don't get the same stigma, they don't get the same discrimination, they don't get the same questions. Jacinda Ardern is probably one of the very few world leaders to be asked when she conceived and how she was going to be able to do her job. So for me, it's removing the stigma from that. And I think that not only benefits women who have chosen not to have children, I think that would enormously help women who wanted to have children but and couldn't. can't. Yep. And even helps mm. women with children to not only be considered as mothers first and foremost and, you know, everything else is secondary. Yeah, I think um, just because you don't have children doesn't mean you're not a contributing citizen it's like you haven't completed your life if you haven't had a child. And I think that stigma just needs to be thrown away. Just that whole attitude just needs to be done with. What's the best bit about being child-free? We generally sleep all night. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still don't, but that's We just can <laughs> cook whatever we want for dinner and it gets eaten by the other person yeah. in the house. <laughs> it's gratefully received. Every meal is gratefully received. It's never thrown back. No bottoms to wipe. <laughs> um, I, should, could I, I feel on. if I had kids, I would have a constant, I mean, I, you know, like so many people, I have constant anxiety anyway, but I would have a yes. constant thrum of anxiety about them. Are they okay? Am I doing the best? Yeah. Have I done the right thing? Did yeah. I leave them in the car? You know, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's what you were talking about before about brain space, to just constantly mm. be worried about another person. I, you know, can barely keep up with myself. So Yeah, I worry enough about the, the pets. So let alone a mm. child, throw a child into the mix. I'd have to throw the pets out just to fit the child in. Okay, I was determined not to make this in any way about me, but I just a really quick question. Do you want us to invite you guys to our kids' birthday parties? No, no I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the old one out on that one. Oh. I do. I may well say no, but, I, you know. 18th and 21st. Me. 18th and 21st because we can dance. Yep. <laughs> but That's not, not the five-year-old. Oh, God, no. 
I remember going to a tod- some toddler's party and it was just mayhem. My husband and I were literally just quivering in the corner. We were the only <laughs> child. And, and our friends just looked at us and said, you guys can go. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we gave up after that one, I think. Yeah, we just it was just an unwritten rule. Just We're just not going to come. We'll acknowledge the first birthdays because that's a massive achievement for everyone. And then we're out until the 18th. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love that. So what I'm picking up here is that not only am I on my own for the egg and spoon race, which means I'll nail it, but also women who don't have kids aren't selfish assholes or barren spinsters and many of them don't even own cats. They're regular smart women who flexed their right to choose and who are really well rested and frankly I'm jealous. I do want to mention, though, that not all women can have children and a lot of those women want to. If this is you, I hope you feel like you weren't excluded from this episode because we know those challenges are real and sometimes very painful. But if a woman doesn't have children, she doesn't owe anyone an explanation. It's not our role to work out why she's chosen that path. It is, as they say... None of our freaking business. You can find Ladies We Need to Talk on a podcast app or on the ABC Listen app. Ladies is mixed by Anne-Marie de Betancourt. It's produced by Cassandra Steeth. Supervising producer is Madeline Jenner. And our executive producer is Justine Kelly. This series was created by Claudine Ryan. The manager of audio studios is Kelly Reardon.